Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Valen Jordan. I am in the floor of my bedroom with my friend and professional dog trainer, Jackie Odette. And you can see Archer coming through. And then this is my niece, Rain. She's a mini Australian shepherd who is, I think she's 18 months now, um, recovering from cancer. So I was excited to share more because I know if you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm obsessed with Archer and he just got his new Instagram so that he could share his thoughts. And, you know, maybe at some point I will be able to communicate with him, but as of right now, I cannot. And him and Jackie are best friends and communicate all the time. And it's so funny because this spot in my room is like very sacred to me. This is where I spend a lot of time with my dog before she passed away because it was hard for her to move. And there's a big window right in front of us where we were able to hang out. So it's kind of cool to be here. And I know you were saying Archer was kind of picking up on some stuff. So I'm sure yeah. we'll get to that. Um, but it's also exciting because again, if you've been following me, like, you know, that I'm moving soon. And so this might be one of the last podcasts that I do in my room, which I'm super excited about. I'm not. I know. <laughs> um, she also is my neighbor. So <laughs> she pops in all the time. Yes. But that's the beauty of doing this work. And like, when you are open to it, it doesn't really matter where you are. And especially with animals who are excited to talk to somebody, which Archer is like always right there whenever she's like, do you want to hang out and talk to me? So like to know more about your background, like how you got into dog training and what that process was like to today where you kind of finally came on the podcast and <laughs> I am an animal communicator. Hello. Yes. <laughs> well, as Fallon mentioned, I kind of hopped out to earth. Wanting to work with animals is just something I knew immediately as a kid I wanted to do. I was very good at it. I never understood why I, other people couldn't understand animals the way that I do. Making sure the volume's on high. <laughs> I got paranoid for a second. That's fine. Uh, I never understood why other people didn't know how to talk to animals the way I did and like communicate with them. And it just, it was really baffling to me. And still to this day, it kind of is. It wasn't only until I would say over the last five years that I realized that I'm not as normal <laughs> as, as other people, but I always wanted to work with animals. I got into professional dog training pretty young. I went to school for animal science um, at Rutgers University in New Jersey. I'm from New York, but I'm now a Georgia transplant. Um, moved down here in 2018 and I love it. Not going back to New York, no hate New York, but I'm, I'm staying in Georgia, at least for now. Um, after I graduated college, I moved into working with um, shelter dogs and cats at the largest no-kill animal shelter. Oh. So that was always something I wanted to do when I was a kid. I kind of made a bucket list of uh, careers I wanted, and I just slowly been like ticking the boxes of all of the careers. So I said, I want to be one of those people who have the fake hand and they feed it to the dog and they pet them to assess their level of aggression. So I was able to do that. And during that opportunity, I had a lot of really cool experiences. I got to see, um, I got to work with a lot of celebrities and do a lot of like TV interviews. I was on Anderson Cooper. I was on the news a lot. Um, just really, really cool things that you wouldn't imagine animal professional world yeah. would like lead to, but yeah. you'd be surprised. Um, and then I moved into the service dog space, uh, the nonprofit world. 
I was a guide dog mobility instructor where I was training guide dogs to lead visually impaired people. And then after a three-year apprenticeship with that, I moved into teaching others how to be guide dog mobility instructors. Um, also did a little bit of service dog stuff there for veterans. Um, moving out to Georgia, got into the private sector pet dog world. Um, and I kind of am still like dabbling in that. And that kind of leads to where we are now. So throughout this whole process, I've learned the very much science-backed um, training methodologies, you know, what is, I guess, the mainstream. There's been a shift in especially dog training and, and, and horse training, uh, moving from a lot of more, let's say, harsh training techniques to more positive reinforcement. Yeah, you know? that always freaked me out, some of the old school ways. Just, I mean, parenting humans. There's some people that parent humans in a way that I think is... Torture. Yeah. And there's been a big shift over the last, really yeah. the last 15 years um, that I've kind of seen and, and it's been evolving. But there's also this other shift that's been happening with me moving, not just working in that space, but realizing that I need to start working with my kind of psychic and intuitive skills that I have been holding at bay. <laughs> um, just because it, up to this point, I would say over the last five years, it's only been more um, understood and people weren't judging as much. Now I can yeah. kind of say, and they're like, oh, that's interesting versus like, oh, you're crazy. So now we're kind of moving into the space of embracing that. And I found myself at odds, um, working in the pet dog space where I was working with an animal. I could teach them. The owners wanted the, the basic obedience and they wanted these certain behaviors to be fixed, but I am, since I'm able to actually communicate and hear what the animals are saying and energetically pick up on things, um, I was realizing it was much deeper and for me to get the results that they wanted, the owners wanted, it was kind of at odds with what I was intuitively picking up on. So yeah, I've been at a crossroads, um, kind of shifting away from that old, paradigm of, oh, you send your dog away for training, teach them sit down and don't jump and all these things to working with these animals still with these goals in mind, but also doing a lot of energetic healing, a lot of um, communication sessions, working with the dog, finding out why they're doing what they're doing, where it's coming from, how they're feeling, and then pairing that with, okay, let's, how can we get some tangible results for the owners that we can kind of live happily ever after together? So I'm really excited because I feel like there's going to be a shift in training, especially over the next 10 to 20 years. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm at the forefront of that, um, which is exciting and nerve wracking at the same time. <laughs> um, but the biggest thing that pushed me to go into more animal communication stuff was actually nothing to do with animals at all. Growing up, I always had these weird like we'll just say paranormal type experiences yeah. happen um, that made me question what reality really is um, since I was very little and it became more and more apparent as I was getting older. And it wasn't until one day I was actually scrolling on TikTok, which I think is actually a great tool to yeah. connect with your probably. spirit guys. So go back to that. Yeah, that's, that's a whole like, different episode. Like I love, I know some of you, like I'm Instagram always will tell me something that I'm wanting and like you have the relationship with TikTok. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a divination tool. Like, yep. People are telling you exactly what you need to hear. It's yep. crazy. Yep. Yep. And 
sometimes they're telling you things that you don't realize you need to hear. Yeah. So you have to be open to that. So it was one of those experiences <laughs> where I wasn't quite realizing that a lot of the content coming on my for you page were actually messages from my guides when I wasn't picking up on, on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a past life regressionist came up on my for you page and I just had this calling of you need to do this. And I've never, I am not one that goes to doctors that often normally this year, though I have had a few back surgeries that (laughs) just a couple that (laughs) made me go to the doctor. But up to that point, I wasn't going to the doctor that much. I like, wasn't even going to see a therapist or anything like that. Um, so for me to want to do something like a past life regression was really weird. And I was like, "Mm, I got to listen to this feeling and this calling. Um, and what a past life regression is, it's um, going under hypnosis, at least for what I did, it was going under hypnosis by a trained professional um, who was actually, she was trained, uh, her name is Mallory Shannon, if you're interested in checking her out. Um, and she's trained in psychology and hypnosis and past life regression, like lots and lots of um, training up to this point. Just everything through Zoom. Um, so I was able to lay in the comfort of my couch she put me under hypnosis, which isn't exactly what you think it is. It's um, more of like a light trance. Like anyone who meditates, it's that meditative state um, where you're really relaxed and you're receptive to things that are coming to you. And you can wake up if there's an emergency. Like, I mean, you're not just out like you see on the movies. Yeah. That's very fabricated. Yeah. Um, and she kind of worked me through a bunch of um, scenes like from my childhood and just getting me comfortable until we got to my first past life. And uh the whole point of it is to kind of see what comes to you, what past lives lives come to you and how Something's that is fucking happening right now for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's because there's a lot of energy here right now. I know. I know. I'm I like, feel like someone, um, like this is really sad because it did come up in one of my past life regressions. What? Um, I was hit with rocks here and well, then I bled to death. That's coming up for you right now because I just called in. A whole bunch of oh my god <laughs> to be with this us. Is, so this is why I love this shit because like I know, you know, I'm here to help people heal, and I'm here to help heal myself. And you know, I've been told you know you've been stoned to death like before, but like I literally just like felt it and saw it just from like talking about it, and like I've been like praying for something to bring me through this like weird little portal I've been in the last few days. This is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, keep well, going. no, you're getting like all these codes yeah. and like downloads right now. And like, yeah. Her. And like rain with the full moon. Well, that's why she, I mean, the, they're all here <laughs> helping us I know. right now. We were supposed to be talking about them, but here we are talking about us. Yeah. Which goes hand in hand. Rain, um, her sole contract in this life is to be an ambassador of love specifically. Yeah. Um, so she's literally just all about the love so we're getting all the codes yeah so thank you so much for being here baby (laughs) yeah so when I went under well I've done quite a few um regressions past life regressions but this one in particular the first one I've ever done um brought me back to the scene I was seeing flashes in my mind since I was a kid and I was um the, the the scene I was seeing was a tall, skinny, very pale woman, long, straight, stringy, dark hair, looking over a body of water and looking uh, down. And that was all I was able to see and feel throughout my whole life is like sadness. Um, and that one still image, but I never understood what it was. I, I, I don't know why I kept seeing it. It wasn't until this regression under hypnosis that like that whole scene came to life. And all of a sudden I see this woman ended up being me 
in a past life and I was bending down, I pick up a dead baby and the baby was actually mine. And I went through the purging of emotions of what that felt like. I mean, when I tell you I was sobbing and shaking and like convulsing in this, uh, in this regression, I'm not kidding. And not to scare anyone from doing this, but that's just how I was processing what I was feeling. It felt very real because it was very real. Um, in that scene, I saw myself picking up the baby. I couldn't believe that I felt like I let the baby die. I was supposed to be paying attention. Fast forward, um, I was uh, asked, how did I die in that life? And what ended up coming to me was that I was in this old cabin. I was I had two fireplaces at a fireplace and then a cooking fire going mm-hmm. and the fire started getting out of control. I had such an emptiness that I felt like there was no one left in my life that I had a, uh, a choice there as the fire was starting to get out of control and smoke was filling the cabin. I had the choice to stay and pass away, or I had the choice to leave and save myself. And it was a millisecond decision I had to make. And I chose to stay and die. And that's how I ended, ended that life because of like loneliness and sadness and stuff like that. When I tell you this changed my life of like one at that point, I believed in past lives, but I didn't quite have that feeling of like knowing. Yeah. Um, and after that regression, it really started opening up a lot of my um, senses and, and psychic abilities and things like that. It got heightened and way strong and my ability to communicate with animals, like just really skyrocketed after that point. It's like I had a block and I removed that a bit. And then all of a sudden I could just do things way better than I ever had at that point but it was that happened um that regression happened after like Christmas um maybe around like New Year time frame and at the time my um boyfriend's children who lived with their mother they were away for like a month and they came to visit again they were young um under 10 they came to visit again for their next um visitation schedule and probably about a month passed by. We hadn't really talked to them. Plus they were too young. Like, you know, they they didn't really want to be on the phone that much and whatnot. (laughs) Um, I didn't tell too many people about this regression because to be honest, it like kind of was just, I was processing. It kind of like freaked me out a little bit. Um, There's no way that these kids would know about this because no one would have had the opportunity to talk about it. So when the kids come, um, his daughter comes running up to me um, saying, hi, I'm reading a book on the couch. And she looks at me and goes, and now mind you, she has a speech impediment. She had seizures when she was younger. It's very difficult to understand her, but she looks at me and clear as day, the the clearest I've ever been able to hear her speak. She goes, do you know, we had a past life together. And I was like, drop my book. I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, what did you say? And she's like, yeah, we had a past life together. You let me drown. And I died in that life. And I was just like, oh my gosh. She's like, you finally remember now, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. I I remember. Um, I'm like, I'm so sorry that that happens. Like, I'm so sorry that I let you drown. And she's like, it's okay. That bad life um, brought us together to this good life. And now we're together. And she said something along the lines of, I mastered the, um, I mastered the gift of love and forgiveness basically. And she's like, you know, it, it happens. It's okay. And she goes, um, so that blew my mind, but then yeah. what blew my mind even more, she goes, yeah, dad and my brother were also in that life. Dad, um, drowned and died trying to save 
my brother who also drowned and died. So the three of them, I guess there was some, you know, some incident um, where the three of them had died. So freaked out. Um, I kind of excused myself, got air, like got composed. And then I ran into maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, um, my boyfriend at the time before bed. And he goes, Hey, did she catch you and tell you the story? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I I just saw emotion on this man's face that I've never seen before. Um, And he goes, he is not really like, I mean, he's like at this point, kind of a skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's just not, this is not a conversation we'd normally be having. Yeah. uh, At least at that point. And he goes, yeah, when uh, my son was born, immediately I started having these nightmares of him drowning and dying. And he's like, I couldn't sleep for months. And eventually he was able to just kind of work through that. And he's like, I don't know where that came from. So when she said that, it just brought back all of the, those feelings. So that was the moment that absolutely changed my life. Um, I, it made me realize that this isn't our only life here. You know, we're, there's no explanation for that. None, yeah. none whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I've learned of other past lives. Also his daughter told me other past lives that we had that I also discovered without us communicate is just wild. So, yeah. and the first, so the first time you told me this story was about five minutes after we met, <laughs> which that of us meet and like, we literally met in our apartment pool. She just moved in and like the pool's small, like it's not like a giant pool. And so you're telling me the story while we're in the pool about the, first, the drowning. And I found we, you though, because I manifested you yeah. instantaneously. Cause I was with another friend <laughs> who we're not from here. And uh, she goes, we need to make more friends. And I said, don't worry. The universe will send us friends. And not even five minutes later, Fallon walks over and is like, I like your vibe. <laughs> so there we go. And the craziest thing is um, I didn't have like, as like visceral experiences, like that you had with your stepdaughter, but um, we had conversations like that. And you know, the stepdaughter, stepson you were talking about yeah. had the same names as my stepson and stepdaughter. Yeah. And we had very similar relations with that ex. And like, I had a lot of past life trauma with losing children and things like that with him. So it was just this Weird. crazy thing. And um, yeah, I think it's, especially for someone who's um, like, I've actually hurt. I, when I was doing clinical intakes, like I had someone who had like the drowning baby thing happen. Mm. And, um, I just remember, like, I remember experiencing it with her and even like saying it now I'm feeling like a little fucked up. Um, cause we, we most likely had an experience that someone is having right now in this life. Like we've most likely had one similar Oh yeah. and that's why we get so triggered and anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that this person is on this path and like believes in the stuff that we all do. And I mean, she's she really stepped up her game as she was a physician then, but now she's like all over stages and like, yeah, really living her divine purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all have like pain and it's just a matter of like what we're going to do with it. Exactly. And like, I tell Jackie all the time, like, you know, someone doesn't believe like quote unquote in this stuff, like especially animal communication, like that's on them. But like, I will, I've never been I've always been into this stuff I guess like deep down yeah like well you've already worked through that lesson in another lifetime yeah leading you up to here yeah um but when it comes to animals like I will literally do anything and especially when she got diagnosed with cancer like I was just fucking distraught obviously um 
she's just so young. And so, you know, her mom, who's my best friend, like she was never really into this stuff. And she was just like, yeah, like we'll do whatever we need to do. And look at you now. Well, to be fair to everyone, when I started realizing that I could understand animals and, and actually communicate and get information from them, I was skeptical of myself coming from a, to to be honest, from a science background, from, you know, learning about theory and evidence-based things. It's like this, even though I was getting the proof, I still was like, my logical brain is not quite comprehending this. And it's still, sometimes that creeps in. But what I have is just notebooks full of like, nope, like this was confirmed. This is right. This is right. This is right. And, um, even though intuitively I could, I was able to get all this information, able to communicate with animals. And, um, I ended up taking a course just, you know, to really learn and see if there's any holes and get some formal training. And in that course, um, there was the ability to connect with other students and practice on each other's animals. Yeah. And most of the students, it was all online virtual, which is the great thing about animal communication and all of energy work is you don't have to be here with the animal, yeah. which I actually prefer not to sit here. And like, if I were to read rain right now, I, this isn't like my vibe. I don't, I would rather do it a, a, a part where I can really fully tune into my own body and connect yeah. with her. Because right now I could use my senses, my like 3d senses to see that she's sitting here. She's panting. Like I could connect the dots that way. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that um, clouding my judgment of picking up on what's actually going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so in this course I was taking, we could practice on each other. Most of the students were in England. Um, I didn't know anyone in the class and they would post pictures of their animals. They, and we asked for their um, name, gender and age and nothing else. Um, and then just kind of write what comes to you. And then the, the person would confirm like, oh, yep, that makes sense. This is right. I have no idea what this is. And just because you don't know what this thing is, it doesn't mean that it's not right. It, yeah. it could make sense months later, or it could be the way that the animal is perceiving something that we're not yeah. understanding, <laughs> which is why animal communication is really difficult. I actually prefer doing, uh, honestly, talking to anything else than animals, <laughs> um, spirits and anything because it's a little bit more black and white and clear animals because they're here on earth with us they're having their own perception of reality they're 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 interpreting their world in a way that has to make sense to me and sometimes it doesn't make sense to me yeah sometimes it's very clear like her with the cookies can you tell that story because I thought that was so funny story the Christmas cookies Oh, that she was like, you're like, I see rain showing me this. And I'm like, there's no way my friend would be spending all day making Christmas cookies. Oh yeah. Sure enough. She literally spent. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I connected with rain and she was just nonstop talking about these Christmas cookies (laughs) and icing and all this stuff. And like, I was like, okay, got it. Like they looked professional, which is why it turns out that's what they were doing the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, but like another example would be Archer, um, showed me an umbrella once and I was like an umbrella it was a sunny day I like I wasn't understanding and then I realized he was saying he showed me the umbrella to show me rain but not actual rain the dog rain which is his friend (laughs) um so for me to kind of put all that together 
especially I know them. So I, I was able to put that together. But if I didn't know you and I was reading Archer, I'm like, umbrella, does that mean anything? And you're yeah. like, no, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> uh, but then we realize, you know, maybe, oh yeah, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. So that's why it can be very challenging chatting with the animals. But um, in my course that I was taking and practicing on everyone else, I was able to describe what people's backyards looked like. Um, what one dog described a kiddie pool that he liked playing. And I was able to describe like the designs on the side of the kiddie pool and what that looked like and lay out the backyard. And that's when I was like, okay, this, I know this is real. Cause I'm, I'm experiencing this, but this is really real. Like this is really, really real. Yeah. Um, and that's where I've been at, uh, for years. I was kind of like at odds of, of like, am I, is this actually wrong? And then I came to terms of like, no, yeah, you know, this is actually happening. Like I very much trust my abilities and ways. And, and that's when I decided to kind of make the shift, you know, into this space more and then pairing it with, you know, modern training techniques yeah. as needed, but kind of working through energetically, um, and communicating and, and touching base that way. So it's been really interesting. I've had a lot of interesting cases. I've seen a lot of terrible things that the animals have shown me really bad stuff. Like one dog was hiding behind a couch when a family member committed suicide, like showed me that image. And like, I feel that, um, another one was actually one of your friend's dogs who I didn't realize this, but I chatted with this dog who was showing me weight and heaviness and like a head tilt to the, to the right. And like a feeling of spinning and leaning and turns out that dog had a stroke that I didn't realize, um, and has now a head tilt to the right. So it's things like that, that I'll pick up on that are really just confirmation that, you know, there's, there's a lot more going on other than the fact that your dog doesn't sit or your dog jumps on guests. Like what else is going on? Yeah. That that stuff doesn't matter. Let's kind of get to the heart of, of, of what's going on here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been wild bridging that together. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know, obviously I want to talk about Archer. Let's be honest. Um, he's, asleep. I know. <laughs> he's like, any of you guys are going to talk about me. Um, so, you know, just, um, in this community, we've been talking a lot about like codes mm-hmm. and how like the eyes are the soul. You know, if you look at what the universe looks like and what angels really truly look like, like, their giant eyes. Mm -hmm. So could you, someone that's just like kind of getting you into this, how, cause that's how they're communicating to you. Right. Is like what they're seeing with their eyes and then showing you. Um, I'm about, I'm trying to, yes, no. Okay. So it's it's more of, um, I would say you talk to like 10 different animal communicators. They give you different things. I think it's all about what senses and abilities that individual person has and how they're, they're connecting with that animal. Um, so for me, a lot of it is feeling and knowing Mm. versus seeing that's like me. Yeah. Yeah. But some people can see, yeah. See images, which honestly I think is much easier if that is. Well, and like, you're also a very clear channel and like, I I don't know. I mean, are all anime communicators clear channels? Like, I don't know. I think everyone can be a a lot of it is just getting yourself clear and doing the work. Yeah. you know, anyone can do animal communication. Everyone has this ability. We're working on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> everyone does. I know. I you would do. much love to talk to Archer all day. You already do. You, I think people don't realize, like, 
you could look at your pet and go, okay, you know what they're thinking. Yeah. So like, you know, when they want he, food. So my friend texted me this audio message today with like very detailed dreams mm-hmm. of like very important things I need to know for my life right now, which I've been like literally praying for. And it like completely turned my whole day around. Um, like his eyes got big and I was like, Jackie says if I tune in, well, while you were also playing that for me, he came in here and he's worried about something. So something, something came in with that, um, Mm. that message. So when you were talking about codes, something that she was telling you, there was codes in there and it brought some energy. Okay. Cause last night I stayed up really late working on something really fun and exciting. Um, and there was definitely some shit in here. He was like ping, 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 like looking mm-hmm. around. And like normally he'd be like, bitch, we need to go to bed. Get off your computer. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on right now with the full moon. And yeah, that's true. We're recording on full moon and Leo. Yes. And then Pluto. And I'm a Leo moon. So. Serious, so there's a lot going on yeah. that we're picking up on and they're picking up on. Yeah. Collectively, we're picking up on. Um, so I think it's going to like ebb and flow with that. Yeah. But he's definitely, he's definitely not himself today, Archer um sweet not that he is like in a bad place but he's just not his he's not coming forward a lot like he's like me from yesterday yesterday I was like well you probably kept him up all night to be honest (laughs) with your work oh yeah yeah and like I like I had to stop because my eyes were hurting but like I could have like I was just like yeah yeah in it it's uh it's definitely the energy right now and he's a manifesting generator too so he's that like go 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 yeah stop go 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 he's go, having a recovery stop. day today uh, okay. I, I believe he's just kind of he's a little normally I'll I'm able to connect with him like pretty right away but yeah. he's like very much like conserving his energy if that makes sense um but do you should we tell the stuff going on oh I I know I mean I he's tell. the one that solidified like not just that like yes I do want to move to Hawaii but like if you want to share that story, because it's like my favorite story of all time. My favorite story is the top hat story. Okay, let's call that. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh I connect with Archer a lot. Um so I I've worked with animal communicators before for three or four years, just to give you a heads up. And then you came into our lives this past year. Yeah. 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 So I uh I work with Archer a lot in our my membership program. So I have this, uh, which I love because it's not like a one-off reading. And especially if you have an animal who, I mean, most of them want to share and yes. like give you insight because like they can, <laughs> Rain is trying to pick a card. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because they can like see into the future. And I think of it like my interpretation of Archer talking is like, oh, seeing into the future is so easy Mm -hmm. humans make it so difficult um do you feel like that's how he is yeah but he's also a little bit more funny than sassy with it oh okay yeah (laughs) he's like ah it's so easy more like not as like okay you know he's more funny about it (laughs) um but yeah so archer's in the archer and fallon are in the membership program which allows them to ask like um a handful of questions per week so we can do these mini sessions throughout the week which I often find better once I get to know the animal because today if I yeah something if you signed up for an hour of me working like talking to him he doesn't want to today yeah so it's like you know (laughs) initially we did have those longer sessions so make sure you know your animals human design and big three in astrology yeah (laughs) very helpful because I like someone who doesn't get that would be worried right 
like oh my yeah, god he's and, acting so different today what's wrong like, yeah and, and and they're just like people too like yeah. he doesn't want to have this long conversation like I'm not I'm only going to get so much yeah. as I'm going to get um versus other days he might be more chatty yeah. so that's why it's great having like the initial sessions and then you know interested in more frequent yeah. then the membership makes sense so yeah. you can just basically send me an audio message or a text message of like, hey, like Archer's kind of off today. Can you ask him what's going on? And then I could get back to you within that day. He's tired. Yeah, to let her know what's going on and then offer support to Archer to work through whatever he's working through. So it's just a cool way that we can just kind of keep in touch more. It's amazing. It's the best. So Archer, um, when I first was connecting with him, it's one of those things that I sometimes so much. I know. I even handle it. sometimes I, you just have to trust what comes to yeah. you and it's very easy to try to interpret and it's very important not to try to do that and just kind yeah. of let the facts go. So I said to Fallon, I was like, Archer keeps showing me this. Well, first of all, Archer um, was very frantically like worried about something in the hallway, looking outside, like just worried about things like under the door and kind of, um, just showing me that antsy feeling and then showed me this man who looks like Abraham Lincoln almost with a top hat. And I had no idea what that was about. So I tell Fallon and I was like, does this make sense to you? And her jaw dropped. She's like, yes, <laughs> my animal communicator that I've been seeing for years told me, well, I guess, let me tell you, you say the story. So yeah. So we've been in this apartment for exactly two years. We've been seeing an animal communicator for probably like a year and a half, two years at our old house, which we had like a much bigger yard. And like the energy of the house was like, not like here. Yeah. And that's because Archer fucking picked this place. (laughs) Um, but there was a man in a top hat that was old. That was always in our yard that your animal communicator picked up, not in the 3d, not a real one. Right. Yeah. No. And so I started paying attention to when Archer was looking at that specific window because the house had a lot of windows and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different places that energies and spirits could be. And I was like, oh, it's probably just like some old man from Smyrna who's like mad that we're on his land or something. And then we'd like clear and like get rid of him. And it wasn't an issue. Like I thought he was gone. Yeah. Before we even thought about moving here. So I had no idea about this. Yeah. Uh, she never brought it up to me. And then, so when I brought it up to her, like, hey, does this top hat man I was make so sense? disturbed. He's still here. Well, yeah. She's like, like disturbed. And I'm like, okay, well, this is wild that yeah. your other communicator who I've never met or talked to also said this years ago. So it turns out after, again, being in the membership program, I was able to talk to him a lot about this. Um, and he showed me this man tormenting him and following him to this apartment and kind of watches him and, and it's kind of like haunting him. Um, so I did some work and kind of asked this top hat man to leave or to at least give us some space, um, while I figure out what's going on. Multiple sessions later, I realized he was so closed off. It's like, I think of like a man going to therapy about like, yeah. I saw, I went to war overseas. Like you don't even like that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So eventually, um, we, we worked out, I was able to see where this top hat man came from and it was from a past life of archers and this has been haunting him from lifetime to lifetime. I don't think it was like the most recent past life. I think it might've been like maybe a couple back even. Um, and he showed me this top hat man in a barn. There was a cat, um, a barn cat, 
who was supposed to be killing all the rodents. And Archer in that life was a rodent, uh, mm -hmm. like a rat or a mouse. And I see the image of this man yelling at the cat and saying like, you're not doing your job. This cat didn't want to kill the rodents. And like, you're not doing your job and I'm going to show you how to do it. And this is what I need you to do. And he picked up Archer the rat and then by the tail and then took a knife and cut Archer from like the belly all the way to the neck and like just gutted him. And the trauma he had from that experience, he, uh, oh, he just brought to this life. I've heard this story so many times. And I, I know I, it makes day, this, like, I actually feel like nauseous talking about this. Like, yeah. this is why I can't do too many readings per day because exactly. I take, I, I have a hard time. I take, I can feel the feelings and I have to like purge myself. And like Archer, like, you know, like you've been working with him to actually learn how to play. Like, he's just not a cat that like, if he was outside, he'd be dead. Like he doesn't, yeah, have, to hunt. He doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And so like in that life, him being friends, like him being a rodent friends with a cat that didn't want to kill anything. Like, I feel like that's so much of his soul. Like he's just such a lover. Yeah. Yeah. And is like, give me my high end fucking wet cat food yeah or I'll basically basically <laughs> well so we worked through that and I kind of helped Archer like realize I was in the past we did some like healing stuff and um he actually has breathing issues and right so he was born fucking hot mess his lungs weren't developed he's coughing he always sounds congested yeah everyone like people that didn't know him because he's 12 now um they would be like what's wrong with your cat is he sick and I'm like he's that's just how he is and for a very long time I had a vet who was a very close friend and she didn't believe in any of this shit and so it's just like well if it gets this bad then we'll do something about it and like it's so funny because in the back of my mind I'm like okay so when I get my hyperbaric oxygen chamber obviously Archer's gonna go in there and it's gonna be helped for his lungs and like yeah it would have been before but like the root issue mm -hmm. was a past life trauma yeah and so it would only go so far exactly and, and it still could be helpful too, like pairing it together. But oh, you always got to get to the. But room. I needed, yeah. And there's a yeah. reason I don't have the chamber yet. But it's yeah, fucking yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just crazy. And I mean, even just the first year of his life was so hard. Like he licked a pan, like you know animals do, and he happened to get like a tiny piece of a hot pepper from a sauce I made. Had to so get his stomach pumped, like. The first year of his life is really rough. And then since then, it's been like just the normal wheezing and him being like, Shh. yeah. And like, I mean, it sucks. Like it doesn't, it's not nice to hear, but he like hasn't been doing any of that. Since well, think about this though. This. So if he was in that lifetime cut down here, what could they have done? They could have yeah. punctured, it could have punctured his lung. It could have, yeah. he could have been, you know, that cut might not have been what caused him to die. Maybe he was drowning in, in fluids and yeah. stuff like that. So he brought that to this lifetime and had that symptom and then after that session he like actually like coughed up a bunch of mucus and has been it was significantly better like since. you think of like um like the exorcist I know I didn't quite see it it was Found like that I didn't I, I'm not someone that's gonna fucking take a picture of that shit like it's fucking gross but I, I mean, mean he literally like I looked at him and he looked at me and I was like what's up bud and like I knew he was gonna release it something well, at I some point expect that. it was like and like a bunch of phlegm and gross shit came out and then he's been like and then he's much slept, better yeah since. he slept for two days and was like I just need to be alone with my little thoughts which it was like moments after us doing this too like yeah it was, it was like I left like, your apartment was, went to mine and you just texted yeah me it was happened. in five or ten minutes yeah 
which is wild. Yeah. Um, and then he's been like better since, which I didn't quite realize yeah. that until and so, this week, actually. You know, I think one of the people that have fears is like getting bad news or whatever. Oh my God, I feel so heavy right now. I know. We're going to have to cut this podcast short because the energy in here needs to be cleared. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Okay. Let's it's do that. wild. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, no, we can keep going until, but um, there we're calling in a lot of heavy stuff right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but I told you when we first met with the person, communicator um archer wanted to tell me that he only had three years left to live and so oh, yeah. i've had this countdown in my fucking brain and then this move in hawaii came and he's the one that's like it's written in the stars it's destined for us to go to hawaii it's his word for word what he said mm-hmm. um and i'm like oh my god like i this might be the end of it like i have to deal with that and then it's like actually no like he's gonna you do that i'm gonna do some clearing <laughs> yeah so yeah fallon was got three year yeah. download or or you know told the three years with and then Archer, but what my dog died instead basically yeah but well, she was much older yeah I mean Archer's up there but I don't get the feeling like it's going to be anytime yeah. soon but what I did get the message from Archer was that the three years that she received was actually the the, the end of this chapter and the beginning of the next chapter it was like let's get through the next three years yeah because now we're going to move on which, to our this next was chapter before which, you know my current childhood trauma memories came back and then that's what prompted us like completely uprooting and changing our entire lives um I'm just using my pendulum if you're like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) you can't see me telling you I've taken all the courses I've been to retreats you know I've spent money done all this crazy stuff and like I'm grateful that I have the gifts I have and I don't need the tools to do it. But I'll tell you what, when I have this pendulum, <laughs> can just do the work for us. Like, this is a little bit much, better. much, much better. Well, this thing's about to fucking swing up and over itself. It's so funny because as a kid, um, and even now, I was obsessed with swinging, like swing sets. Mm. Obsessed. And I used to try and, um, maybe this is normal, I don't know. Um, but I would literally pelt my legs every time so that I could go as high as humanly possible. Yeah. And I used to fantasize about it going like all the way around. <laughs> was that me being constantly suicidal or is that normal? I feel like but that's what the pendulum like this look at this fucking thing go. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely swinging. <laughs> it is wild. Yeah. That doesn't shock me about you though. No. I don't think of suicidal though, no. I was just I loved adventure. You still do. I do. I really do. You're literally picking your life up and <laughs> moving. <true. laughs> so that is that. True. But yeah, if uh, if you want to keep tabs of Archer's adventures, I just started a little tiny blog series about him. So as there's updates, I will um, make more about that. And also I'm so excited. post about other interesting cases um, that I've encountered over time. But if anyone is interested in getting a reading for their pet it doesn't have to be dogs I know that we talk about dogs and cats yeah. mostly but I have a horse I've had chickens goats oh my like, god let's talk about Flynn you Flynn Flynn is also a little spiritual creature Flynn um is my horse and he has really helped me practice a, a lot of different not just communication but also like getting into a lot of um other like healing modalities and 
and things like that. Flynn had a great, uh, has a great massage therapist that he sees and works with, who is also into this stuff. And she actually uses a pendulum um, on him, on his chakras. You know me, I'm all about efficiency. Yeah, yes. If I was just doing this on my mind, it'd be way more stressful. Yeah. And uh, she said that she loves working with Flynn because he gives really big releases. One of the interesting things about horses is that if you draw, like we hold um, stress in our body and we hold on to it and is a little bit more challenging for us to release it. Yeah. Um, we need massages and, and we need to like shake that. and dance and yeah. scream. And with horses, stuff. if you draw attention to parts of their body, they'll self-release. So you can just kind of like cover your hand over parts of them and you leave it there long enough that it brings the awareness to that spot. And you leave it there while they're processing. And while they're processing the trapped emotion um, or stress, they will do things like, oh, well, that's the big, oh, do you feel better now? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've, I've been feeling it progressively get better. <laughs> They'll do, so when they're doing, I mean by electrolyte. You just did what the horses would do yeah. when they have released their stress is they would do like a yawn or like they're, they would chew or some, some big motion like that. And that's some just releasing it yeah. out of their body. Um, so it's been really interesting working with Flynn with that stuff in conjunction with animal communication. So I'd always like talk to him before massage therapists would come. I would, I, for all of the animals I work with, I do a body scan and I could physically feel on my body where their pain is. Um, sometimes pain isn't like really bad pain. It just could be like slight discomfort. Um, like rain. rain. Yeah. I was working with rain and she showed me some discomfort. I forgot. I have to go back to my notes. I've mm -hmm. talked to way too many animals to remember all the details, but one of her legs, um, was, there was some discomfort and it wasn't like, this is an emergency, but it was, this is, this is uncomfortable. We need to, so I let her mom know. And, um, turns out she did have an injury, a little cut there or something. And then it led to like overcompensation because there, there was a cut here. So she's kind of walking a little differently, led to like a muscle strain. And I suggested that she use, uh, go to acupuncture for the first time. And that's been helping quite a lot, which is Sounds great. Um, which is why I think animal communication is like such a good thing because if you can pair it with another practice and work together as a team, that's where the magic happens. This, I am not a vet. I am a dog trainer. I can give you dog training advice. I am not a vet. I am not a board certified animal behaviorist, which they have to go to that school for. Um, oh, wow. Yes. So I cannot give you medical advice, but what I can do is tell you what intuitively I'm picking up on. So you can go to your professional and you can say, hey, like, this is kind of what we're dealing with. Like, what do you think? And they can look further. Um, they might not be able to find anything, but if you go out on a limb, they're like, okay, let's just try acupuncture and see and notice a little bit of improvement great. Then we can touch back with me again, see what I pick up on maybe go back and continue or, you know, change yeah. diets or whatever it might be. It's a lot of trying. Like you picked up on Archer paying attention to his mouth and his teeth. And my vet was like, he should get a cleaning. Oh yeah. And I made the exact decision. Like I'm not, well, it, anesthesia for animals, like well, it that's takes them a long time yeah. to recover. And like, no, I told Archer, mm -hmm. like, we're not doing that. And, and that's the thing is they'll bring stuff up and it doesn't mean you have to drop and do everything exactly outside. like like I picked up, he brought the fact that he he brought his teeth up to me I brought it up to you your vet had just recently mentioned to you that he could use a dental you made the decision that 
with his age and the condition of his teeth, it doesn't make sense to do it. I agree with that in the sense that if the vet doesn't, why he's going to heal all of our problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's totally just like, it's, it's just information. Yeah. And you do with the information as you want. Yeah. Like Archer requested, um, his food to be heated up. His oh my food, God. Which you did. And I was like, this Alan, don't Cat. do it. Like, <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to do I it. It is a couple apartment. days. It smelled like hot cat food yeah is what it smells like I was like a it treat was here and there but I couldn't even like I was literally like this cooking it and putting it yeah. upside down for him I will tell you what they say <laughs> but it doesn't mean you have to do it I did um, it for a few days and then I was like dude we can't yeah, do it on his birthday and like up. you know a holiday yeah but, <laughs> I mean it's totally they're 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 kids like mm-hmm. can I have ice cream for breakfast exactly like, you use that information as you will yeah and see but yeah yeah so if anyone has any questions or uh want more information i'll put I, all the links below yeah i'll put the links below it's jackythechannel.com i have animal communication services um if you're a client of that and you, we feel that you need uh some dog training help as well we have services for that and i do actually human channeling so if you she's done a lot you giving me so much insight I'm yeah so grateful. yeah so i'll kind of just channel i don't channel and i don't Though I can, I do have mediumship abilities. I'm not trying to connect with a specific person. Um, I just connect with whatever energy that comes forward for that person. And I deliver whatever message needs to be delivered. If you had any specific questions. I like I'm going to fall over. I know we need to stop because the energy is wild. So I know you just cleared it, but if you don't keep that going, I'm going to pass out. Um, so that's our cue. But if you have any <laughs> questions about that stuff, feel free to go to my website, check the link below, and I can always answer any questions. Um, and I am becoming more active on social media, so stay tuned for that because I will make a little series um, that you guys can follow along. Yeah, including Archer and all of his adventures. And I'm also going to put the link below. If you want to know where my trusted pendulum is from, I will put the link below so that you can get on the bandwagon. And just so grateful for you. Yeah, I'm grateful for you too. Oh, mm-hmm. So fun. See you soon. Bye.